6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Rangers having trouble changing here. McDavid, beautiful move. What can you say? That is absolutely outstanding. The pressure, the bar by Barry as he pitches in. He looks up, he waits, he waits, he waits, and then he puts the Jets on. Look at this. Talk about stick handling the ball boat. What a move around Georgia to finish it off on the biggest night this year with number four going to the Raptors. You just knew that Connor McDavid was going to make a statement. What a goal. What a goal is right. Uh, we've been talking about magical moments on the show today. Kicked off in part because of that goal by Connor McDavid on Friday night. And those magical moment, moments you would like to relive. And I think uh, many people still are going back and, and watching that video. Jack Michaels, your vo- play-by-play, play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Oilers on 630 Chad and on Sportsnet checking in this afternoon. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Jaylen. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Well, you know, I I think we're all still uh, coming to grips with what we saw on Friday night. It was that kind of a special night. Uh, Obviously, with, you know, you having longstanding ties to the area, you probably saw, you know, three or four decades, uh, you know, flash before your eyes a little bit, and then you were snapped back (laughs) into the present tense by the greatest player in the game today. And, you know what? I, you know any any real arguments to the contrary are, are ludicrous at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's no it's no disrespect to anyone else in the game. I mean, Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby, uh, and and Artemi Panarin are are fabulous players. Uh, you know, there's there's a number of guys that are you know wonderfully talented. It's just Connor McDavid is is in a realm all his own. And there's there's only one guy who can make that play. And now we're getting to the point, Jay, where the second best player in the league may soon not be a real argument either. Because uh, <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl is, you know, yeah. I mean, again, when you're talking about two guys that have won MVPs, I mean, the, the last thing on their resume is, is what, they, what they need to accomplish in May and June. And that's going to be... For the critics, that's going to be their fallback until they get it done. Mm-hmm. And that we saw, we've seen that in sports before. You know, people forget Michael Jordan entered the NBA in 1984 and didn't win a championship until 1991. Uh, Mara Lemieux entered the league in 1984 and did not win a championship until 1991. Mm. There are athletes that have had to wait. You know, Dan Marino never won one. John Elway won one at the end of his career. You know, these are things that these are things that take time. And I think what you're seeing right now at the Edmonton Oilers, and if you heard some of Connor McDavid's, you know, mm-hmm. post game comments, we Jay, we finally reached the point with this team. And I think it's a point that a lot of us reach in our mid twenties where we're comfortable within our own skin. We understand what we bring to the table individually, and now we're looking for something greater than just us, you know, just yourself. And 
that's what this team is. If you look at Dry Settle Nurse McDavid, they're now all in their mid twenties. Zach Hyman is in his late twenties. You know that this is a mature team. This is no longer a young team. So they understand as much as anyone that ultimately their seasons from this point forward will be defined not mm-hmm. by what happens on a night in early November, but what happens on a night in early June. I do, and yeah. So you I, just gotta wait. We just have to wait. I, we just have to wait. And, you know, we were texting on, on Friday night and, you know, everyone was so pumped about what just happened in that game and the comeback. And for those of us who had to watch it on TV, Jack, what was it like to be in that building on Friday night? Uh, it was it was as loud as I've heard it since uh, the series against Anaheim in the spring of 2017. It was yeah. an electric atmosphere. That goal would not have resonated with people where they're not fans in the stands. It certainly wouldn't have resonated with me. Last year, for lack of a better word, sucked. <laughs> with no fans, the game is just a game. It's not the same thing. The players would tell you the same thing. The coaches would tell you the same thing. It's just it's, it's taking out a vital component of what makes sports you know, the arguably the, you know, the most valued spectator event in our country. Uh, you know, that's why people go to sporting events mm-hmm. to be part of a crowd. It's a social atmosphere. It is an experience. It's a shared experience often with friends or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a group of friends. It's, it's everything, you know, we always, you know, think about, think about, uh, you know, your own life. Think mm-hmm. about the first Saints game you went to with yep. Coach or the first concert you went to. Like, we always have those experiences where, oh, yeah, I was there. That 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 was the <laughs> night that this happened. And it's always related to a concert or a sporting event. At least it seems to be that way. You know, we, we don't go to the movies as much anymore. So this is our experience. And without the fans, it's just a pale imitation that – you know, I just hope we never have to go through again. I mean, trust me, Jay, I was happy to work last year. I was. But it's not the same no. without the fans. Well, and that's what made the goal so special is that it was on home ice and, and 17,000 plus could appreciate it. And you talk about the fans and, and one of the fan favorites quickly has become a fan favorite is uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, uh, the, the Bison King, as he's now being called. And I just saw his Halloween costume. He literally dressed up as a as a bison <laughs> and it's hilarious he's, yeah um, he's just loving him he's such an engaging guy you know he it's funny because you could make the argument he wasn't ready to play in the national hockey league when he was 18 he came here by himself he didn't have you know a real established support structure he didn't bring his whole family here he was here by himself and didn't really speak the language but even that year he would wander around and meet random edmontonians and and that's the that's the kind of thing people mm-hmm. appreciate about him is you had a a bit of a you know wide-eyed you know just post adolescent you know kid learning the ways of the world and now that he's come back three or four years later for a second stint in Edmonton, he, he's got a, a firmer grasp of the language. He's able to communicate a lot more easily with his teammates. He has a much more, you know, the sense of humor within the locker room. He's gone out to Finland in the interim and had success in his country and in a professional league. And he's had that extra year and a half of maturity. And now he's come back and he's, 
He's again back to back to my original point about being comfortable in your mm-hmm. own skin. Mm-hmm. It is so much easier to be a teammate, Jalen, or for that matter, a spouse or a good friend when you're secure in yourself. And I think when you're 19 and 20 and 21 years old, for all these guys, and, and certainly for me, it's hard to be that way because you're so concerned with establishing yourself and establishing where you fit in. And now you've got this group that's all coming together that they're now securing themselves, and now it's about fitting in with the rest of the group. And that's why you see Dreisaitl trying to set up Yamamoto and mm-hmm. trying to set up Nugent Hopkins and trying to set up Pugliarvi the other night for an empty net goal when he could have had a hat trick himself <laughs> because now it's bringing everyone to their level. And that, I think, is a real sign of maturity. Nine and one, the team is. They uh, head out on that five-game road trip uh, in Detroit. Uh, that's what tomorrow night. Yeah, the uh, City Fort Faceoff show gets underway at four. Puck drop at five thirty. You know, I think a lot of people are. Well, I know a lot of people are, are really excited about this team this year. But some, I think there's some of us are, are like, are, are are we allowed to be this excited about the teams <laughs> this early on? You are allowed to be excited about it, and and I think the players are. You know, the players are excited that the fans are excited, but they're also mindful of the fact that ultimately, you know, they're going to be judged on what happens six months from mm-hmm. now. And and that's not to put a damper on anything that happens in the regular season. But I, I, I actually think it's a compliment to the team that they recognize that ultimately – you know, how they define the season will be how it's defined by what happens in the spring and not the fall. And ultimately, that's okay. I mean, that's what the great teams do is, you know what, if you look back, I'm pretty sure the 85-86 Oilers had the best record of of all of those teams, Hmm. but they didn't win the Cup. Hmm. And so no one is ever willing to say, well, they were the best team, even though they had the best regular season record. Hmm. And, you know, that that's that's okay. You know, I mean, in other words, you just have to understand where the expectations are and the good teams do. The good teams understand that once a standard is established, anything below that is unacceptable. And I think this year, at the very least, the team has its eyes on getting into the final four and then seeing what happens. Jack Michaels joining us this afternoon. We'll have to leave it there. Thanks, my friend. Let's talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, Jack Michaels joining us this afternoon. Of course, your play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Oilers on 630 Ched and the regional TV broadcasts on Sportsnet. Again, the Oilers in action tomorrow in Detroit. The puck drop at 530. The face-off show gets underway at 4.